right, welcome to The Money Puzzle. Uh, as again, uh, just like last week, I'm Brian Ramsey. That is Aaron Douglas, and that's Chris Vaughn right there in the pretty purple burgundy sweater. It's purple? Whatever color, burgundy. <laughs> uh, I said purple, but it's burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy? Yeah, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> there it is. Uh, anyway, so today, Secure.2.0, no, Secure 2.0. 2.0. 2.0. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, whatever it is. So it, it was significant changes. So we thought we would do a podcast on it because it is, it is relative. Um, I don't know how many points there were. There are probably, what, 30 or something um, changes, but a lot of them yeah. don't, re, don't really apply. A lot to, of them don't apply to most people. So. Correct, yeah. So we thought we'd highlight some of the more important ones anyway. Um, if you didn't catch last week, make sure you tune in. Go back to our uh, website or go to YouTube and Google us. Search us. Sorry. And... Um, uh, just uh, look at last week because we did a 2023 outlook. So we'll be posting that, I think, on our website. By the way, our website is not under construction, but kind of is in the background. So we'll be getting more detail Some major about changes that. Are coming. Yeah, yeah, major changes coming. Pretty excited about it. And so that'll be something we'll look forward to, I don't know, three, six months, something like that ish. Oh, it won't be that long. Okay, not that long. All right. It'll be within the next probably two months. All right, next two months, uh, we'll be rolling that out. So we'll get more information on that soon. So. Secure 2.0. Who wants to take the first one? We just kind of what we're going to do is we're just going to round robin and say, here's something that came out. We'll talk about it. Here's something else came out. We'll talk about it. All right. Well, we'll I think the biggest table. one, and you had referenced this. You were talking about people in their early 70s. This one's a big impact. Is the age at which you have to start taking RMDs has changed. Now, uh, Secure 1.0, what 2017, I think they changed it from 70 and a half years old to 72, meaning. At those ages, you, if you still have money in 401ks, IRAs, things that are pre-tax, got to start taking that money out and reporting it as income. They're now changing the starting age for that to 73. So if you are currently, un, you know, you were under 72, you hadn't already kicked in, now you have you can wait until 73 before you start taking those. That's that's a huge impact for a lot of people. And I believe in that. Doesn't it go to 75 and, and 5? 2033. 20, 20, 20, goes to 75, right? Assuming yeah. that they don't do this again, which I know they've had discussions. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I know they were talking about moving it to 74, like as a yeah. step stepping stone. So. Yeah, and, and, and quite honestly, I fully expect they probably will continue to be changing that every few years. Yeah. They'll, they'll bump it up another year. So, you yeah. know, by the time... Uh, Miss Producer gets to her retirement age, it'll probably be, you know, 85 or 90 by then. Yeah. Well, I'll be living 100 by then, right? Yeah. So. And, but what, and, but and what, I think that's part of the reason why they keep changing that is because people are living longer. That's well, where it comes from. Yeah, it, they are. Um, but also, it's interesting because they need revenue. Mm-hmm. And you would think that they would lower the RMD age because make you start to make, you know, taking the money out sooner. But they are delaying it. So that that's a good thing. It's a good yep. thing for savers. Uh, maybe not so good for the inheritors, but well, it, it is good for the same. But in it, the same way you're talking about, they they want to make revenue. This is where you know the federal government's actually a little bit long-sighted. Um, theoretically, although 2022 was an exception to this rule, you are going to be able to increase the value of your your investments inside of 401ks, IRAs, things like that, a whole lot better than what the federal government can. So the longer you hold on to it, the bigger that tax burden is going to be. So it, it, it does, if you look at it that way, it does benefit the revenue coffers of the government for you to wait a little bit longer. Well, and they also made the change, and we'll, we'll go on to something else, but they also made the change with beneficiaries can't take the distributions over their lifetime. Yes, exactly. 10 years. That was so a that, big change from a, Secure 1.0. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, uh, what's next? 
Uh, well, one that's going to affect probably the most people listening would be contribution limits to yeah. uh, 401ks and, and IRAs. Yep. So IRA contribution limits, including Roth, contribution limits have gone up to $6,500 per year if you're under 50. If you're mm-hmm. over 50, it's $7,500 per year, mm-hmm. up from six and 7000 um, 401ks are now up to $22,500 per year that you can, can max out. And if so you're four, under 50. If you're under 50, yes. Uh, if you're over 50, you can contribute up to an additional $7,500 per year, so $30,000 a year. That number is actually going to go up. The catch-up contributions are going to go up in 2025 to an right. additional $10,000. So in theory, if they if they keep the contribution limits the same between now and twenty twenty five, you'll be able to contribute thirty two thousand. If you're sixty and older, right? 50. Or is no? Oh, fifty. Yeah, that's fifty. Yep. And older. No, 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 I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. You're no, right. It's sixty. 60. Oh, yep. it is 60. You're right. It's okay. sixty. Well, it starts yeah. at sixty and goes sixty six one two two. There's like a phase in. Yeah, okay. it's right. But yeah. So that's uh, yeah. so that that's pretty cool too though. Yeah, it's for very kind cool. of the, for yep. those that didn't really get started till a little bit later um or they're you know just trying to play catch up maybe they're in their highest earning year that's that's kind of the reality yeah. right yeah. your highest earning years it's right. always funny you talk to there's a few people i've worked with over the last few years especially during covid that were looking to retire but put it off because they're making more money than they right. <laughs> made in their life so they yeah. was like yeah i'll just hold, hold on for another year yep um but but that's probably a, a one of the bigger ones that's going to affect the most people listening is higher contribution limits yeah uh, which of course is, is good for everyone if you're able mm-hmm. to, to, to take advantage of them all right, what's another one? Well, go back to the RMD thing. Hopefully this won't affect you because this only affects you if you if you break the rules. Go back to that RMD. If you fail to take out your RMD, then the penalty on that was 50%. I've been saying since the day I got into this business. It's the nastiest penalty in the U.S. tax code, right? So you don't want to mess with this one. But they're changing that. Now, instead of 50, it's only going to be 25%. So still a nasty penalty, but you know, half as bad as it was. And if you get it fixed in a timely manner, we didn't find a definition on what timely is, they'll adjust that penalty from 25 to 10%. So uh, if you do screw up and fail to take your RMD, it's not gonna be as painful. uh, (coughs) And and if you fix it in a timely manner, it's gonna be even less painful. So that's that's another big change. Doesn't have something to do with if you take all the distributions at one time. So if you fail to take it, you take next year's and the the year previously. I don't know. I didn't do see that. that, but that does make sense. I think it was. I've read that somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's a big deal. I mean, and that's one thing we do at the end of every year. We all sit down and say, "Well, mm-hmm. let's make sure we go through these RMDs every yeah, yep. year." Um, something that we have discussions with clients that are approaching RMD 72, 73 now. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we sit down and say, okay, we have to make sure we get this out. It's one of the most common conversations that we have in November and December. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure that this is done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the penalties can be pretty But the crazy. penalties are not quite as bad as what they were now. So yeah, that, no, that's another big change. Yeah, no, they're better. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right, what's next? Uh, another cool one um, that I really like, 529 plans. So after 15 years, so this is especially relevant if you have kids that maybe got scholarship money or they have leftover 529 money that they did not use through college. Um, there's always been a couple different things you could do. One thing was just never spend it, roll it over to maybe grandkids or something like that, change the beneficiary to a younger brother or sister. Well, now there's the option to roll over uh, a portion of your 529 assets into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. So I think that's actually a really, really cool way to, uh, a really cool thing, really cool opportunity that's available to obviously younger clients that didn't use all of their 529 money. 
Um, the limits on that are a lifetime limit of $35,000. So if you have $50,000 left over, you can only do up to $35,000 total. Um, but I think that's a, a really cool opportunity. And I believe you have to transition over several years, Five, right? five years. You get five years you to do it. You have five years to do it. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but that's a really cool opportunity that did not exist before. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Anything that, uh, you know, encourages saving and more specifically tax-free saving uh, for retirement uh, assets, I think is just a fantastic opportunity. So, Well, I think what was happening was, and it, and it mentioned it in the whatever information we were getting this off of, um, what was happening was is people were not putting as much in a 529 plan saying, I don't want to overfund it. Right. Yep. Because if I overfund it, then I got to turn and pay penalties. And, and really, w- when you do the math, it actually is more beneficial for you to overfund in a 529 because you get tax-free growth. The penalty is only on the growth. It's only on the growth portion, not the entire amount. And there's prorated versus you know how much you put in versus how much is growth. So it really, is not that big of a deal. But perceptually, if that's a word, perception. Perceptionally, whatever whatever the word is. That's definitely not a word. But whatever yeah. the word is, the perception of investors was go. that yeah. they were going to have to pay this massive tax bill uh, or penalty when in all reality that wasn't the case. So by doing this, I think what they're saying is now, now we encourage you to continue to fund, mm-hmm. use the account like you should be using it. And if you have leftover money, you can roll it over and do something with it without having to pay taxes. So I think that that's, that's a, I like it. Um, but I still think people are not using 529 plans like they should anyway. Because yeah. they, you know, a lot of people look at it and they say, well, it's just for college or just for this. No, it's not anymore. You really need to look at it for the account type and the taxation of that account type, not that those dollars are specifically earmarked towards college or, you know, private school or whatever. It really should be looked at as the account type, and I think that's where there's there's that that disconnection that mm-hmm. we try to make, but it's uh, it's not often made. So. Right, conceptually, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> What did I say? Perceptionally? Oh, you said I'm, perceptually. I go back and listen to Perce- that one. You yeah, said perceptionally, know. yes. It's, it's conceptually. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, now you, are, you, are, you are subject, by the way, on those Roth conversions from the 529 to uh, the, the Roth contribution limits. So $6,500 right. yeah. per year. That's why it's over five-year period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. just want to add yeah. that in. Uh, so. All right, what um, else? Automatic enrollment. Yeah, this this a is one. a big one. Um, so the concept here is, and, and let me... When you say automatic enrollment, what are you talking about? We're talking about into 401k. So first things first. If you are already employed and you're not changing jobs, you are grandfathered out. This does not count for you. It's for people who go to work for a new company or if you leave your current job, go to a new one. You will be automatically enrolled into their 401k, 403b, 457, whatever plan it is that they have. It's automatic unless you choose to opt out. So you'll have to actually make that selection on the paperwork. Um, you will, you're going to start at at least 3%. Uh, there's some vagary uh, to Wait that. Wait that's two words. That's not sure. a real word, though. I'm there not sure some, vagary is there's a word. There's some vagary. Um, so, so is I can't confirm that one. I don't, that I don't that know. one is a real word. Uh, there's some vagaries, that's the plural, uh, on whether the starting amount could be higher than 3%, and we're still looking into that. But at least 3%, you're going to be automatically enrolled. And then for each and every year after that, unless you opt out, your contribution will increase by 1%. And those are percentages of your your gross income. So those will automatically go into 401ks. Um, It does cap out at as high as 15%. Once again, there's some some issues there with exactly how that works. 
but that automatic enrollment is a huge deal. What will happen with that is you get young people who choose. The reason, you know, Eric, you were talking about the catch-up contributions. Yeah. They didn't save when they were younger, and now they have the opportunity to put in more when they get over 50. This is designed to kind of force people into saving for their own future mm -hmm. early in life when they tend not to. That's the that's the concept behind it. So that is, that is a really, really big deal. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually like that one. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, I, when I we work with a great we, idea. Yeah, we work with plan sponsors all the time and we talk about putting automatic enrollment in mm -hmm. and automatic increase. Depends on their depends on their employee base right. whether they do that or not, but a lot of employers are starting to get involved in that yep. and say, yes, I'll, I, I want to enact that provision in my plan. Yep. So, uh, but that looks like it's sort of, that's the way it is uh, moving forward. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And sticking with workplace retirement plans, mm -hmm. they're adding a provision now because previously employers, whenever they made a match to a 401k, so if you contribute, I don't know, 5% and you get a 5% match, right? The 5% match could never go into the Roth option within mm -hmm. the 401k plan. That's actually changing now. Yeah. So now employers have the option to be able to elect that however, whatever portion or you know any or all as a possibility uh, could potentially go towards the Roth option within their employees' accounts versus just traditionally the, the, the pre-tax side. Uh, now, obviously, this has to be a part of the plan itself that's right. administered by the employers. So kind of like the Roth 401k, um, we still see far too many plans that do not have the Roth option embedded into the 401k plan themselves. Uh, so I imagine that until we have more widespread adoption of that feature first, we're not going to see widespread adoption of, of this change in the law. But I think it is a pretty cool opportunity that hopefully within the next five, 10 years, we'll be able to see more of the, the matching contributions from employers go towards the, the Roth account. And I hope, I, I doubt, but I hope that they're going to have to make the tax uh, implications different. Because when you make it on a pre-tax basis, it's, it's deductible by the employer. Yeah. On an after-tax, right. I don't think it would be. Uh, so, yeah, you, yeah. so you got employers that are saying, hey, if I can make a you know, X amount of contributions on a pre-tax basis and get it deducted versus doing a post-tax where I still have to pay tax on it. I'm not sure they're going to opt for that. that. That's what I was wondering about that one is what's the motivation for the employer to want to do that? The the match is a huge deduction to companies. Well, they, so that's I'm not sure how that's going to play out to your point. Well, yeah, and it very well could be that you as an employee get to elect how you want yeah. it. That would be kind of cool, but... But again, employers are going to do anything to save a buck, and, yep. and they're going to do it on a pre-tax basis, unless they change the tax code that says any yeah. contribution is deductible. Right. And that would be really cool. Yes, it would. Because you would see a lot of participants, if they're smart, say, put that in my Roth bucket, not in my pre-tax bucket. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, that's cool. And anything else? We got, um, let's do let's do like one or two more. One more. Make this quick. this yeah. is, uh, once again, it's a little bit vague. I want to read up a little bit more on it, but there's going to be, and this does not start until 2024, so we got to wait a year. Uh, when employees are making student loan payments, the employers will have the option to match that, but pay it into their 401k. So you can still, in a way, be saving, uh, even while you're still paying off student debt. Like most young people, after they go to college, they typically are going to have some debt. Yeah. They can be paying that off and still saving for retirement. And, uh, you know, assuming they don't make any changes in the tax code, the employer is getting another tax deduction by making that match. That's going to be a big one, too, I think. I find it interesting. This is just me going back to the cost of college in general. Yeah. Instead of instead of trying to fix the root problem, which is mm -hmm. the cost of college in the first place, they're trying to fix ways to, to cover the debt Correct. for yeah. student loans. But that's... 
that's a whole other podcast episode podcast, right, right there. <laughs> so we'll go down that rabbit hole some other time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then uh, we can also do the cost of college versus uh, the growth of foundations and see how, you know, tuition continues to go up, but so the foundation. Where they, what, what do they do with the money? That's my question. Now, we know what UofL did. They bought land and bought, mm-hmm. you know, bought their – uh, the trustees out of uh, financial problems. That's a whole different story, but um, well, they did um, coach right. coach buyouts and things like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but it just it just makes sense that you know. Uh, well, that's a whole different story. That's but anyway, that's actually that'd be a good podcast. Yeah, I'm actually very passionate about that topic, yeah. but that's once yeah, again no, another 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 topic. But um, one more one more real yep. quick uh, QCDs qualified charitable yes, contributions yeah. starting this year because they're raising the age for mm-hmm. uh, required minimum distributions, you can't actually do a qualified charitable distribution until you are of RMD age. So with them raising the RMD age, they're actually lowering. So, so starting at 70 and a half this year in 2023, you can make up to a one-time uh, election for, for a qualified charitable distribution of up to $50,000. What a QCD is, if you're not aware, is that you can take uh, a distribution from your IRA or you know any other qualified uh, account, uh, take that and then have it contributed directly to a qualified charity. So you're making a qualified charitable distribution, and you don't have to pay tax on that. And and to add to that, they made another change on the QCD. Traditionally, the QCD had to go to a charity, a 501c3 charity. Now they're including uh, charitable remainder trusts and a couple other things are falling in there too. So it does give you, when you do hit that RMD point in time, there are more options on the table now. Yeah, and you can, just for clarity, you can still make a contribution to a charity out of your IRA. Absolutely. Right, and you can still make a direct. It's just when you're younger than 70 and a half, there's this potential you got to, you, you still may get taxed on some of that because mm-hmm. you still have to meet uh, certain, yeah. you still have to meet certain parameters within your tax filing, whatever, to get that deduction, whereas right. a QCD is automatically deducted. So, yep. um, but you can still do it. I mean, we still encourage clients. The QCD, the big thing there is that it satisfies that RMD requirement. If right. you were going to be charitable anyway, you need to do it that way. It's just yeah. much more tax efficient. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole dollar amount is deductible. Yeah. Whereas opposed to the other way, it's not. Correct. It may not be. You'd have to check with your CPA. All right. Uh, listen, there, there's way more in this secure 2.0. Two we're going to be pulling this one apart for months. Yeah, well, everybody is, yeah. right? I mean, we're all oh, trying yeah. to digest what it all means. And there's lots of components in there that, you know, from a tax standpoint, that we don't, we're not 100% sure how it's going to affect everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure government had did, never thought about this until <laughs> later, uh, which they never do. No. Well, they didn't, they didn't read the bill. They so. didn't read the bill yeah. either. Um, and so uh, I guess follow us, uh, you know, over the coming months, and we may come back and retouch on this. Um, but anyway, that's it for another week. Make sure you tune in each and every week. And, and by the way, if you missed our last podcast, I think I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we did sort of a prediction for 2023. Make sure you go back and look at that. Just go uh, to our website, which, by the way, is changing. We're under uh, it's under a little bit of construction right now, although we're in the background. We're going to roll it out here in a couple months. Uh, but you can also go to the YouTube. Or go to YouTube, not the YouTube. Go to YouTube. It's on. You recorded it. It's yeah. There, man. <laughs> okay, boom. Okay, boomer. Uh, go to the Google. Um, no, just go to YouTube. Search us, uh, the Money Puzzle. And when you get there, make sure you like us. We're, we've we gained like five uh, viewers over the past month. Y'all Sub- see that? Subscribers. Subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got more than that in viewers. Yeah. We, no, it's yeah. pretty cool. We're at sixty three now. That's awesome. If you are viewing though, make sure you hit that red subscribe. Yeah. There button. you go. We All definitely right. appreciate that. Anyway, uh, just make sure. Don't listen to me. Uh, listen to Eric on right. that. But um, 
anyway, tune in each and every week as we produce content. Um, our TV show will be coming back out hopefully in the next couple of weeks as soon as we find the right channel. Uh, we'll be reintroducing that. We're also going to be doing shorts. Not shorts that you wear. These are mini, uh, little mini version of our uh, content. Yeah. yeah, it's like a you know less than two minute type thing, one minute, whatever. But anyway, we're going to start rolling some of those out. We've done a couple of test ones, but we're going to start rolling those out on a regular basis. So again, make sure you uh, subscribe and we'll make sure we get you that content. All right, Eric, you want to sign us off? Yep. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please share our content with any friends or family that you think might benefit from anything that we have to say. Uh, of course, check out our website, fwppartners.com. Give us a call, 502-200-5210, if you would like to come in, sit down, chat with us about anything that's top of mind for you. Thanks for listening.